Coming up to speak, I am reminded of when my rule that never I should never offer slides if you're speaking for less than five minutes is such a good one because I would invariably spend much of the five minutes fiddling with it. Finding F5. Exactly. Um, thank you very much for the introduction. Thank you to the previous speakers. Um, I have to say, as a political theorist who did her DPhil here at Oxford many years ago, I actually would have loved to have your presentation at the very beginning of my PhD experience because it took me the whole three years to figure out how to explain to people why philosophy matter and why my work is so crucially important. So I thought that was beautifully put all done. Um, just a couple of minutes of uh, explanation about what the OII is, and then I'll hand over to my excellent colleagues who will dig down in great depth uh, to give you an indication of what type of research we do. Um, for those of you that don't know, we, we, we're relatively new. Um, I love it actually every time we do have a new centre or institute created because I feel like an old hand. Um, we've been around since 2001. and We were set up to be a multidisciplinary centre based within social sciences, but multidisciplinary, um, focusing on the societal implications of digital technologies. Um, it's funny, looking back, actually, how many of the questions that we are asking now are many, in many ways the same questions that we were asking in 2001, but perhaps applied to new and, and innovative technologies. Um, but I think that, you know, so much of what the new institute is going to do is, is, is hugely exciting to us, and I'm frankly very delighted to see, um, you know, significant investment in this field and new opportunities for us to collaborate both with the humanities, but actually across the wider university, as the chart that Nigel presented showed us. So yes, congratulations on those that helped make this happen. Um, our work in this area, I would say, uh, is sort of mainly threefold. Um, the first is, if you like, uh, in the very broadest sense. So watch what Nigel covered at the very beginning uh, in the sort of, you know, the array of different topics and areas is just fundamental to what we do. So, you know, big, broad questions about, about innovation, about uh, the development of, of, of new tools, new ways of using artificial intelligence uh, to develop new products, uh, new forms and functions of those in everyday life, uh, questions about what this means for how we regulate and govern those technologies. This, this is just our everyday business, and it's something that, that all of my now nearly 50 faculty are frankly engaged in. However, there's a much sort of narrower sense in which actually questions of ethics and AI uh, arise in, in, a, in a number of very specific sort of researchers' portfolios, two of which you're going to hear about tonight. Since 2014, um, I'm pleased to note that we've had in-house philosophers. Um, we've had, uh, obviously, in the very early days, probably like Luciano Floridi with his work around uh, information ethics, uh, addressing questions like uh, sort of moral uh, um, uh, artificial evil or the morality of artificial agents. That, that, that's been with us, as I say, for around about sort of five, six years. But actually, uh, we don't just have philosophers looking at these questions now. So we've brought in several philosophers uh, on top of Luciano, one of which you're going to hear from shortly. Um, but we also now have uh, lawyers like Sandra, who's going to speak to you. We have political scientists. We have data scientists. Again, though, whose work is fundamentally concerned with questions of ethics and AI sort of writ large. And in those cases, it covers issues such as uh, um, things like uh, what constitutes fairness or unfairness, discrimination, if you like, in the uses of AI. Um, broadly political questions about once you, once you maybe identify principles of fairness, how you might go about regulating for those or holding companies to account. Um, we cover uh, applied questions such as, again, if you, if you identify uh, unfair practices or sources of uh, lack of diversity in data collection, well, what does that mean for innovation? What does that mean for data collection? What does it mean for privacy? So if you like, the very fact that we're multidisciplinary means that we, we aren't just approaching this certainly from a philosophical angle, but we are taking some of these sort of core philosophical questions and playing them out across different disciplines and different topics. 
uh, uh, we hope, all with the aim of improving uh, not just research outputs, research <coughs> understanding these issues, but also, if you like, societal understanding and societal practices. So if we have a sort of a broad focus, this very narrow focus in specific projects, again, which we'll hear about shortly, I just want to flag up that we also have a, a focus on this in our teaching. We have four graduate degrees, uh, two masters, one in social data science, one in social science of the internet, and two corresponding DFIL programs. And in each of those, again, these broad questions around uh, ethics and AI arrive in different places. We actually have got a uh, pure philosophy paper, for example, in one of our master's degrees. Uh, in another, we, we embrace sort of core questions about what things like fairness and transparency would look like in the practice of social data science. So again, I really applaud, I think, the desire to ensure that the, the work of the new institute will also include uh, content for, for, for new courses, new option papers. Um, certainly we found it an immensely satisfying experience to deliver those to our students. I'm very happy to take questions later on, on what the AI, is, the AI is doing in this area, but it's my great pleasure to hand over to my excellent researchers. I think that's my next. Thank you.